Now entering the Bitcoin Podcast Network. To the Bitcoin Podcast, episode two fifty six. My first host, Marcello, and I'm host number two, D. Corey's gone, and it's just us. Yep, Corey is. Uh, Corey's under the weather right now. So he, uh, his throat needs some uh, relaxation, yep. and uh, when you're a podcaster, that's like it's like river dancing without feet. Yep, basically just sliding around on nubs. <laughs> That's what's going on with him right now. So, yeah, we got a sponsor, com- right? Then we got to talk to the sponsor. Yeah, we got to. Oh, got to be professional. What I don't, I don't know the jingle. So, well, I know, you know the it? jingle. You talk to them, and what I don't know anything to. about them. Corey was handling that. Oh Jesus, <laughs> we're running a tight ship here. Um, we're gonna have to splice that in. Why don't we give him like a? Magic. Why don't we give him a freebie mention, and then we actually do the real sponsorship next week when Corey's on, because um, Corey had the info. You want to do that? Either or, you know, we can All always right. podcast magic it in. Cyphercore.io. Oh, oh, go visit it and use their service. Go visit Cyphercore. Cipher. Cyphercore.io. Oh. Oh. It's the guy from the Matrix. He started his own crypto company. Cypher. I love you. I, I love you too, man. I'm recording the show. You gotta go. Cyphercore.io. All right. I just want to let everyone know that was monumental because that wasn't my kid for the first time. Yeah, for the first time in four years, that was not Cello's <laughs> kid interrupting the show. Well, let's circle. get into some crypto, man. Um, there's some topics I wanted to. So the longer we get, the longer we dwell into cryptocurrency, the longer it's socially aware. What I mean by socially aware is like, I don't think there's a single person that I run into nowadays that hasn't heard of Bitcoin. They at least heard of it. But because of they've heard of it and they've not got excited about it, not nerded out to the case of everyone who's probably listening to this show, that leaves so much like wiggle room and it leaves such a, a, a big gap of knowledge in between those that are nerdy and those who aren't to where this stuff's just going to naturally become centralized over the years in more ways than we can imagine. Like it, to me, it doesn't matter how hardcore you try and build it decentralized and you can throw as many fancy, uh, layer one, uh, base layer, uh, beacon chains. Uh, there's always going to be a select few people that have more knowledge than others and as that knowledge becomes like smaller and small that gap becomes larger in the amount of people that know all the knowledge in between that gap is is smaller then you're going to have centralization of knowledge centralization of tech centralization of transactions centralization of everything is going to start to centralize yeah i think uh i think because of manipulation and naivete that's a cool word uh, you know, riding on the tails of a uh, uh, Bitcoin, people are are making huge yeah. paper returns, buying things that offer no advantage at all over fiat. And I don't think it's going to last. I think. Naivety. Naivety. The is decentralized. That you, is that how you yeah. always say it? Like Prince, uh, Prince in his prime. Naivety. Yeah, there's there's uh there's the two dots over one letter, and then there's like the little Spanish apostrophe over another. There's there's too much going on in such a small word. So you have to say it like Prince. By Spanish apostrophe, do you mean accent? Is that what that's called? That is what that's called, my friend. Mm. <laughs> Learn something new. 
that's what I'm going to say from now on or what, if I talk to my boss about anything. I just feel like I'm approaching this subject with a little naivety. Naivety? <laughs> oh, anyways. I just, I think the argument of, of decentralization is um, a lot of people say it's irrelevant because new users just won't care. But uh, it doesn't matter if they care or not. If, if they buy into some coin that's controlled by one person, sooner or later they're going to experience the same results they do with fiat. There's this yeah. inability to store value and the necessity of making risky the, investments to get any growth and value. The only reason I, I say this is because you've got stable coins, which there's a new stable coin almost every week now, but these are centralized entities. These are backed by an entity that has a giant pile of fiat. And supposedly this giant pile of fiat is enough to um, sustain the fact that they can print as many stable coins as they want. The naivety of Na- my entity. The naivety. What's <laughs> uh, so, Alan? How's it going, Al? Your point, though. You were driving a point home. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying, like, it seems to me that centralized entities are, are, are going to start to take this open source tech and make it their own. And this hope of decentralization was moot from the jump because we can't get enough people to care fast enough. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, but there's also like a hundred contributors to to the Bitcoin code repository, and we like to group people, like take all the contributors as as they're part of one coordinated organization, and you can't do that. Yeah, I mean, they're yeah, it's kind of like that whack ass uh, Ethereum website they just built, and now they're saying, uh, uh, you know, hey, if if you don't like the way it looks. They want you to contribute, and that's not how organizations should work. Baby. Um, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like, uh, well, then how does it work, Jello? That's the question. If that's not how it works, if you, if you say, "Hey, I don't," if you don't like how it looks, you need to contribute. Then, then how is how is this supposed to work then? Uh, well, is somebody supposed because... to take lead and say, "Hey, th- if we're gonna run a decentralized uh, uh, development on this currency, this is the way it's supposed to look, and this is how you contribute." And that's usually how open source projects work, no? Well, you have an open source project, and you have hundreds of contributors. Many of them are independent, yes, but only a few people have access and then all changes must ultimately go through one of them and so the, you know so so if, if i if i yeah so if i look ultimately it's always gonna be centralized so if i look at you know like Corey's company status i can talk about it because he's not here you know they have this uh you know we can do whatever we want mentality but really really you don't it's that's just like a mirage because the, there's a guy at the top of the mountain who started the company and he's writing checks and if he doesn't like the way something's going, he can cut people. Mm-hmm. So the it people at the Disneyland. bottom are operating on naivety. Of the entity. Right, that's a t-shirt. <laughs> I'm making that shit. <laughs> the naivety of the entity. Yeah. That seems to, a lot of these crypto companies seem naive. Yeah, so like even at the that whack-ass Ethereum website, who's going to who's gonna pick that the, the graphic design contributor who's going to give that website uh a uh, a facelift. It's not just anyone can contribute. There's gonna be a guy who's pulling the boom hammer. Yeah, but what whack ass website are you even talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. The the new Ethereum website that everyone's trying to defend because it's an open source project. Is it like Ethereum.org? Like yeah. I need the actual link. Yeah. Let me look at this shit. Ethereum dot org. It's dot org because it's it's a nonprofit. It, it's basically learn me a Bitcoin, which is like, yo, you, you're a multi-million dollar entity, naivete, and this is the website you bring, like for real. Wait, this is it? Like it doesn't move yeah. or anything? No, it's garbage. That's what that is. This looks like some Windows ninety five shit. I know, but depending on who you talk to, you know, Ethereum maximalists, they'll be like, well, if you don't like it, 
Well, then contribute your skills to it for free. No, I'm not going to do that. Make a better website. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Ethereum.org, but this looks like some AOL shit. Like, this looks like I just loaded it up from a CD-ROM, four-speed CD-ROM. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, so uh, so if that's the if that website is the entry point for people getting into the space, they're gonna be like, "This isn't groundbreaking. This isn't revolutionary. What is this shit?" We're gonna leave. Who used the highlighter GIF wrong? <laughs> Do you see that on there? There's like a line that's highlighted. In the- yeah. Okay. So if you click that, you 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 get to a wall of text, a wall of text, and um a video uh two, multiple videos of italic so basically that, that that's not digestible if you're new to if i showed my mom this or a friend hmm, yes tech is being disrupted um by financial applications that chill, let you invest your chill. digital we're assets not, we're not chill but still Vi- Vi- vitalik is, is great vitalik is great but for a barrier to entry He's like step nine. Go to Andreas for step one. It, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You don't you don't just introduce Vitalik to step one. Yeah. People are gonna be like, no. That's like that's like, hey guys, I'm go play Street Fighter two, but I'm gonna put on nine stars difficulty <laughs> and just watch you struggle. That's, that's perfect. Much what happened there. That's a perfect analogy. I used to watch I used to put it on nine stars difficulty on people on the low while they were trying like while they like leave the room real quick and before they started up, I put it on nine stars <laughs> and just watch them get their ass kicked by Guile over and over and over. <laughs> just like you suck at this game. It's basically just E Honda hundred hands slapping you in the corner nonstop. Yeah. How do you start so, getting slapped? How do you? It's impossible. <laughs> this game's impossible. Nah, man, you got a Hadouken trip kick, Hadouken. Yeah, I don't it. understand why people don't get like you don't get the Street Fighter master to write the tutorial on how Street Fighter works. You don't do that. <laughs> Nobody will get it then. Nobody gets it. But so so this is what I'm getting at kind of. Like this barrier to entry only increases the likelihood that both knowledge and tech and everything are going to be centralized at a certain point. So if it comes down to the fact that the inevitability is centralization, how do we redistribute the trust? How do we say, okay, well, banks aren't it anymore. Hey, banks... You ain't it. I think the banks kind of already have adopted because they're buying all these decentralized finance companies. DeFi. Everything's got to have a cool catch tag. You notice that? Yeah, I, I think they're DeFi. just trying to keep keep projects in their back pocket so they can say they were part of the revolution. Or yeah. if if crypto fails, they can say, "Well, we only invested a little bit of money." Yeah. I feel like I feel like if you don't have a catchy catchy title or a catchy industry tag that you work in these days it's kind of hard to exist you know like my name's lance and i work in DeFi. what's DeFi? <laughs> oh let me tell you some crazy shit what we do um what would you what would be your catchy tag for your industry so as you work well i tell you what i don't buy doritos unless they're extreme so anything <laughs> extreme with an x works for me what, so what, uh <laughs> extreme tech well, you're mar- are you back in marketing? What do you? Do? Yeah, kinda. Alan, you keep. I hear you keep not muting your mic, and you want to hop in, but then you don't hop. In. Oh wait, that's our fault. Hey guys, so we had some callers. <laughs> we had some callers calling to the show, and um, we're gonna introduce them now. We got Alan. Yeah. Uh, Alan on the line. What? How's it going, Alan? Am I on the line? Oh, she just forgot to mute. Sorry, yeah. man. It's all good. Uh, and also, Karima on the line, but she likes to just listen and not talk. I think it works. Does it work? Oh, it works. There we go. We got hey, two on the line. I fixed it. Yeah. Hi. So, I mean, I am calling to listen. I feel behind in the crypto world. But yeah. Thank you. Right. It's awesome. I just wanted to say that, you know, there was a little dip of 43 cents on one of those ones that a uh, long time ago, Mr. Cello said, one day you'll wake up and BAT is going to be up there. And I bought it. I bought BAT. That was like nine months ago. And it hit 43 cents. But anyway, I just wanted to say that, Cello. I didn't put it in the, in the Slack, and I should have. Yeah. I appreciate that. That is financial advice, and you took mine. 
So thank you. <laughs> well, I didn't, but yeah. it was the word. You're like, one day you're going to wake up. That was like your Tron one. You go, one day I woke up with a wallet full of Tron. And I always remember that one. And then the VAT, I'm like, I actually looked at VAT, and it looks pretty, the story looks compelling. VAT, yeah. yeah B, I have a, you know, I, I FOMO'd on VAT, and I didn't sell when it, on the last bull run, and I lost quite a bit of money, so I, yeah. I didn't want to make that mistake again. Okay. Yeah. So yes, uh, be like Alan. Everybody, take my financial advice. That's, that's, that's right. what I'm here for. Hashtag it ain't my fault. <laughs> With F A L T is how you spell that. Yeah. It ain't my fault. Okay, guys, just a quick one. I want because EOS, and I know you're not. You have agenda, but you know, like Richard Burton's, like really just. I know that there's some bad stuff, but it's just really, he's really tweeting this one, a tweet storm on this consistently. What do you guys think about that? Um. I think that um, what is he tweeting to the good or tweeting to the bad? Oh no no he loves Brock Pierce. There's no end to that one. Oh jeez. Well, what Brock Pierce is really good at is uh, quasi creating a thing, siphoning a bunch of value from one network, and it going to another network, and then he bounces. Um, Wait, so he's for EOS because six months ago he called it the evil operating system. Did he flip on his stance? Well, it's the connection is going bad on me, guys. Oh, Uh-oh. Damn it, Internet. Internet never does what we want it to do when we want it to do it. Except except that Dirk Diggler stash. I'm sorry. I had to say that. <laughs> hey, man. My girlfriend likes the stash for more reasons than one. Ayo. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um. oh that, I'm sorry. I just had to put that in there. um what was i saying so that's so that kind of bleeds into the first point i'm trying to make with decentralized eos is not a decentralized cryptocurrency by any means it's governed by dudes right there's 21 dudes at any given point in time that are basically the master dudes of eos and all transactions must flow through the master dudes there might be some some dudettes in there i don't really know but there's 21 dude or dudettes running masternodes on EOS. And because there's only 21, yeah, your transaction volume can go up tremendously, but that is a centralized entity. And they've already had issues where one of the dude or dudettes didn't agree with the transaction, so they froze transactions and sent money back to... Like, that is centralization at its core. So if we're going to start doing that and we're going to be okay with doing that, then we need to just say, okay, if we're going to be centralized... We're going to name some party or entity the Cryptocurrency Decision-Making Crew 5000. And that's just the way it's going to go. Because if that's what we're headed to, then that's just what we need to do. Maybe Vitalik should be on that board. We'll call it the Knights of the Round. Vitalik, Andreas should be up there. Uh, The ghost of Hal Finney should get a chair. Uh you know what I mean? You're, like, saying, you're saying if there was a crypto Mount Rushmore, Vitalik would be on there? Uh, Yeah, but maybe not the biggest face as everyone else. <laughs> That'd be an ugly mountain, the saying. Dude, you're so Vitalik. You're so anti-Vitalik. But that, and what's that, that was well said. EOS, sorry, sorry, Chella. That was a well said on the EOS, really. I, I, I've forgotten that part of it. That's good. Yeah, I mean, that's... That's what, we're, that's what people seem to be comfortable with. And the thing that sucks is that there's such a... Has everybody here seen World War Z? Yeah. Okay. So take it. Everybody who's in crypto for a year or more is like Brad Pitt and his crew of flunkies all through with that movie running from the horde of the general public that's trying to steamroll into crypto because of the price going up or down. So there's this horde of zombies trying to climb a half a mile high wall trying to get into crypto <laughs> for all the wrong reasons. And it's us back there like, whoa, guys, like. It's getting hard to control. Like this isn't any. They're not getting in here for the right reasons. They're zombies, and that's what I feel like. The, the get, being in crypto now is the movie World War Z, and not the theatrical release, the director's release, where there's more zombies. So that's what it is. that's where I'm at. You but and your anyway. director's cuts. All right, director's cuts make the movie, man. <laughs> Zack Snyder. <laughs> but anyways, um. Hey. Oh, What's just up, Is Cello? Are you are you saying you, you tweeted something about the three percent rise and you know like it, it, this is a really interesting time. This is literally a year on when it started the downfall, right? And it's like 
I'm just sitting on the few things Binance. And I'll just tell you to share this quickly. Binance has got an amazing level. If you want to change your password, they got seven steps. I don't know if Chelo went through this before, but like seven steps to, to change your email. It's absolutely. And then even then, you you got to wait for them to respond. And it's like, it's incredible. So because of the because of the rise in uh, BAT, I just started to go back to my Binance account. And anyway, so just uh, wanted to put that out there. Awesome. Thank you. What else is was on the rise in this three percent hike? You know, I should three percent could be a lot or a little, but it's just so awkward seeing people uh, dance like the end of the third matrix when we get a three percent rise. When in reality, later, bro. Yeah, you. I, I think what it is. I I think you know, like we were all eating steaks every day, and then we've been hungry for eighteen months, and then someone threw us a rib. That's all it is. Mm. We're we're not we're not ready to retire. We're just glad to just see a little bit of uptick for once. Some some green candles. I feel like I'd be a bougie homeless person because if I were hungry for eighteen months and someone threw me a rib instead of a rack, I'd be upset. I'd be like, get this rib out of here. I'm gonna go walk <laughs> down the street. Where they handing out or they're handing out racks, racks of ribs. Um, but anyways. 3% gains, not that much, but do we need to get comfortable? Maybe this is the new normal moving forward. Now, take take into account, we're sitting at like 36% up in the past, the first part of this year. From January, January to now, you know. So maybe it's not, maybe the 10% and above gains aren't coming on the short term anymore with crypto. And that's the new adjustment. Maybe we need to start opening our window to the three, six, nine, twelve month windows to get the above ten percent gains, and then we're back into crypto. That's you know not sexy though. People aren't gonna care about that. The only reason why we got so if you go in January first, no Lambo, to January to June thirtieth, Lambo, I still think people will care. No, they they will, but you're not going to get calls from your friends in middle school. Who wants that? I'm just. <laughs> who? Oh, I don't. I don't want that, but that that's good for for adoption. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah, you know, that's that's going to get people in there. I'm like a special phone line for my friends from middle school I haven't talked to that want to call me and talk to Bitcoin phone line. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's cool. I mean, um. I, I just don't like the, like, whenever we get three 6% gains, people are like, oh, I hope it retraces back. Like, everyone wishes it to go lower. And then you get your wish, and then everybody wants it to go higher. So there's there's a camp that wants it to go lower, and there's always a camp that wants it to go higher. But that's just the nature of markets, though. You've got feed. You, sorry, not feed. You've got fear on one side, and you've got greed on the other. And it's just a constant meter between the two. When it's low, you get greedy and you're like, ooh, now that I have a bunch, I want the price to go up. And then when it's up, you fear that it's going to crash. Just hold, man. You don't have to worry about any of that. Dollar cost average. Take your emotions out of it, baby. Hashtag not investment advice. Hashtag kind of investment advice. Hashtag please don't sue. <laughs> please don't sue us. Anyways, there you go. I saw Avengers, man. I'm not going to spoil anything. Nobody roll your eyes. I just want to say I saw Avengers. I give you two thumbs up. It's worth the money. That's all I'll say. It's, it's worth it. Could have been a little better, but it was good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, how did you feel about um, Black Panther not not giving out too much African American pride though? What are you talking about? I just I feel like you know this Black Panther was just this move. Let, let's be real. It, it made way more money than it should have because it was like, okay, now black people can finally have a Marvel superhero they can identify with. But they didn't give him any shine in the in the Infinity War. No, Black saga. Panther made the exact amount of money that it should. Have. <laughs> yeah, okay. It was a great movie <laughs> and a great moment in human history, and a very very overlooked superhero. Okay. <laughs> How many Black Panther comics did you Iron read Man growing was, up? What's up? How many Black Panther comic books did you read growing up? Absolutely zero. <laughs> did I know he existed? Absolutely. I did. And did, every time I saw him, I was like, oh, that's cool. Black Panther. 
The only reason why I knew about Blade is from that Spider-Man Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. Nobody was pushing black superheroes. Yeah, nobody. Falcon actually was the very first black superhero. Uh, which is kind of yeah. cool. It's kind of cool. He's a, a lawyer lawyer by day. Dude that flies around in a bird costume by day as well. He didn't fight in nighttime well, very often. But. Sucks that Captain America killed him. And then, oh! All right, let's no, go. Didn't. Stop. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. Next topic. So we um So keeping on the same vein, decentralization, does it even matter anymore? The most centralized thing of all, Facebook is now out in the open saying that they're having talks with Visa and MasterCard to develop their own cryptocurrency. Now, what I see on this is like, why? At this point, I think it's become a marketing hook. That's the I mean, only not- thing it can be because I am on Facebook Messenger right now. I can send money to anyone on Facebook Messenger right now using the same Visa framework that the rest of the world uses. Why do you need to make your own cryptocurrency? Oh, I know why. It's a marketing hook. You have to stay relevant. I, I might not be the best person to talk about this because I think Facebook is garbage and... I, I don't know why it's still this around. This has nothing to do with Facebook. This has to, everything to do with Facebook making a cryptocurrency for no reason. Well, I mean, they're just trying to stay relevant because there's a huge drop-off rate in users. No teens are signing up for Facebook. It's just not happening. You know what I mean? Well, Facebook is not social media anymore. Facebook is basically Google with more buttons, right? So if you go to Google.com, you see just the search bar, right? As soon as you search for something, you get ads on top of ads on top of ads, links that are that are paid to be there. Advertisements, advertisements. Facebook is that it's just fancier looking on the front and your friends are involved. Kind of. I just I'm not the demographic. So That's Facebook. As long as you start looking at. So even it's even to a point right now where Facebook has its own search algorithms in its search bar. So you can just only use Facebook when you're on the Internet. Nobody's doing that, though. A lot of people are doing that. They're just old. Like, my mom uses the internet through Facebook. She'll go through a website through Facebook. That's insanity. It is insanity, but that's how Google makes all their money. And now that's how Facebook is making its money. Facebook is no longer a a social media platform. So, knowing that, and that's how they're operating, you can accept it, right? They're, They're basically two or three years away from charging $1 a month to have Facebook open. Why? Because if they do that, that's seven billion dollars a month they add to their bottom line facebook needs to go away can you stop giving me your opinions on facebook and join this conversation i'm trying to have i don't give a shit about if facebook is good or bad i'm saying what does it mean for crypto to for facebook to be making their own cryptocurrency like that seems like it's the exact opposite of why everyone signed on for this four years ago. Five. Yeah, it's just like Jamie Dimon being interested. That's the same reason Mark Zuckerberg. It's just a reach to be relevant because nobody likes Facebook. That's why I keep going back to it. A lot. We need to get. In, we need to get out of that phase where companies adopt cryptocurrency out of desperation instead of necessity. They see it as the next big emerging market, like the Oculus Rift. They only invest in that because they're trying to hockey puck it. They're trying to predict where the hockey puck's going to go, and then they can make millions being early adopters. It's just another instance of that. The Oculus Rift didn't take off. They took an L, so now they'll try cryptocurrency. If it doesn't work out, maybe they'll try holograms. If that doesn't work out, you know what I mean? Yeah, they're just taking risks over and over and over again. Are you a virtual reality guy or augmented reality guy? What's augmented reality again? Where you're like wearing shades that project virtual things into your real world. Oh, no, no, no. I'm totally Inception. Put me under. I I say yes to that, but then you can't move. Like you can't. You're just stuck in a spot. Well, it's like playing video games. You just sit in your chair all day, but you're you're in this magical video game land. How many, if I like, if augmented reality was so... Where the capabilities are so well, you could just put on like a pair of shades and walk around in the world and play Skyrim. That's it. I'm done with life at that point. Yeah, I would rather live in in, responsibilities. I'd rather have Avatar than Minority Report. I don't need that. Okay. To each his own. 
to each other. Because you're playing, you're because then you're playing Skyrim with everybody. I rather have my own personal Skyrim. You're just not a people person. No, it's just like the Pokemon when people were playing Pokemon on their phones and just walking around on the side of highways and shit. Like, imagine that on a global scale. I don't need that. But that's I don't need to be in one. That's what people want to be able to play the game with their friends outside. Most people ain't got friends. Well, very small percentage of people into that don't have friends. You're ridiculous. <laughs> you are such a pessimistic individual. Most people don't have friends. Who has friends? Look at your Xbox Live list. How many friends are on there? Five? You ain't got no friends. Ain't nobody outside making tree forts anymore. They're all inside. Um. Anyways. So... Or this is what I hope happens. I'm I'm no longer uh, in firm feet set firm in the sand on the this will happen. I feel like I hope what will happen is that along the same trajectory that the Internet followed is that companies start to adopt the technology and they build their intranets or their private chains, their private chains that do things. But they don't realize that the true value is in the world wide web, the open web that everyone mm-hmm. gets to use. And they fashion their network to be able to accept the, the world wide web to traffic and, and flow through it. And I hope that's what happens with cryptocurrencies that, you know, these companies build their own pri- Facebook token, Facebook chain. And then they realize like, Oh, this isn't very useful because we're not giving right properties to the, to the public chain, to people that hold ether, to people that hold, Bitcoin, they can't access the database. So really, it's there's this, we need to figure out how to remove the barriers to get the public chain to add value to our private chain instead of the private chain. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's as easy as having like, okay, our private chain is siphoning value from the public chain or people are voluntarily adding value from the public chain to your private chain. Right. Those are basically saying the same thing, but in two different ways that have monumental um, differences in their effect. We say them. Yeah. I'm following. I, I hope that's what it goes. I hope that's what it goes to is that. Yeah, it's open source tech. Technically, anyone can use it however they want. However, you're not going to get the real value unless you build a tech that with with framework that allows for people to come from Ethereum to your chain or Bitcoin to your chain, or Litecoin to your chain, whatever chain to your chain, easier. Hashtag Cosmos. I agree. And and I just think a lot of these companies that are building great things, you got to get people to start caring about you. Other than people that are excited about what you're building. You know? How do they do that, though? Do they need to hire, like... I don't know, man. Gab- Gabrielle Sinise? I, I think, like, if you're building the next PlayStation, we need to stop caring about what Intel processors are in there and start caring about what awesome launch games are coming out. And right now, people are only caring about, like, the technical capabilities. And, like, who cares, man? Who cares about your township meeting? Nobody cares. Just, like, fun fair. Just make a game that's fun, and I'll use your tokens. I don't care about what you're innovating. And I was at DevCon two years ago and you had a booth. What have you done in 700 days? You're a casino. Just build something. Build a game. I don't understand. <laughs> what? This is what I would honestly do. I would love for you to go on these town hall meetings and record it and you hit them with that much. Like I would get rashes. thrown out the I'm getting thrown out of the conference. Well, that's that. that's entertaining, though. I would love to air that on the show, and we'll just call it "Cello Goes to Your Town Hall." And he's like, "Hey, this is all cool. I hear you talking about the algorithm, but why does your product still suck? Can we talk about that? Like, that's what yeah. I, that's what I want to talk about. Where is your product, and when are people going to get to use it? And if the answer is it next week, then you might as well stop having these town halls. All right, <laughs> that's." I would pay. You know how to record now, right? You got the Zencaster going. Yeah. We should make that our premium content. Cello goes to town halls. And like every week you're going to a new town hall. Like, hey, what's up? Just wanted to know when you're actually going to do something instead of talk (laughs) about doing things. I'm going to call that series. 
uh, kicking the sandcastle with Marcello Miltier. Kicking the sandcastle. Stop I your building it. and build it. You know what happens when I kick a building? Nothing. It's a building. You know what happens when I kick a sandcastle? It just shatters into pieces, and that's what's happening right now. Cello, just kick your sandcastle. I'm out. And then you go to the next town. I think I think people would dig it. I'm I think just, that would uh, be well worth listening to. I would love to listen to that, actually. Yeah, it's um, just because I, I think people are afraid to release stuff now people are like oh man we have a company we hired 30 people we got a ceo we have a structure we have code oh shit we have to release this but how 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 do we release this code (laughs) anyways um oh i really want you to do that what what (laughs) amount of motivation do you need from me slash the community Corey, to do that Dude, I would, get, I would get ostracized so quick. That probably wouldn't be good for our brand. People would boo the hell out of me. I don't care. I want that to be <laughs> a reality that people need to see. Okay. Anyways, next topic. What is the next topic? Uh, 3% gains. Is that we cool? We talked about that. Are you right? We did. But I could talk about price all day. All right. Well, then uh, lay it on me, brother. Lay it on oh, me. Can we- well, it goes hand in hand with uh, revitalizing Bitcoin. What can revitalize it? Are you talking about it just being more than a storage of value? or I'm talking about, is anything ever going to get Bitcoin back to that level of excitement that we had when we first learned about it? What was it, six, seven years ago now? Seven well, years ago? But seven years ago, we were never excited about the white paper. We were more excited about getting mm. Lambo, you and then speak for yourself on that, homie. I was really excited about the white paper. Everybody really, because when you were unwrapping me, you were promising me caviar and, and champagne wishes, and then well, the technology came second. The truth on the table: <laughs> I need more capital to buy video cards so we can mine Litecoin. So now if we're gonna go there. Then <laughs> there we go. I needed more capital. I needed more capex, baby, so I could buy a video more video cards, and we could mine more litecoin uh, I mean, if you're still excited about w- what was in the white paper you should still be excited about it now because those things take time you know like if you i go back to your internet argument you like it took 30 40 years so um you don't have to be excited the whole time but once it finally hits and mass adoption comes yeah it'll be the new normal so you know if you're uh, i think uh, excitement for bitcoin wanes when we talk about price but if we're talking about the technology you shouldn't have any less excitement about it because yeah. that promise is still there. So I if guess you're the one it, thing that we're hoping here's the crazy thing is that technology usually always wins. You know what I mean? The new tech wins. It's better. People start using it. We get it. But we don't. What we don't take into consideration with that absolute is that it's still humans controlling this tech and humans controlling its adoption. Humans controlling its distribution. Yep. So, in that effect, I don't see, like, there's not going to be any massive philosophical changes, massive. I used to talk a lot about, like, new epoch where people, where, where money is different, so people are different. But it doesn't seem like that's going to be the case because so many people don't give a damn about money at its fundamental level. They just want it to work. That it, and this isn't different enough physically, like this doesn't change people's physical behaviors. So it's not going to change much over time. And, and, you know, and it shouldn't, you know, if, if, if uh, LG was like, we're going to get you to understand how a TV works so we can make a better TV. Nah, just make a better TV and I'll watch it. Yeah. But I think you only tend to define things by if it's a product if it's movable and I'm talking about money, like that's how banks market it. They, they market money as a product, not, a, not an educational tool I don't or think they market money as a product. I don't think anyone markets money. Well, they're like, open up a CD. We'll give you 3% your return. And I'm like, Oh shit, here's my money. See you in six months. But people don't understand where that compound interest comes from. They don't understand the fundamentals or, or they don't understand that when you put your money into a bank account, it's just matrix code. It's not your money sitting in a little cube in the back room. And they don't care. They just want you to 
default yeah. on your bank account, so you pay a fee. So and they nothing can is going to change that. See, what I mean, when I say like a physical change, I meant like when we used to use seashells and we went from seashells to sand, you've now got to change how you physically operate with your money, right? Yeah. And then we go from sand to salt or we go from salt to tulips for a little bit, right? And then the biggest change was when the Western folk went over to China and China was using paper currency and China was like, yeah, what are you doing with all that gold on you, homie? You let, you're bound to get robbed out here in these streets. And they were like, paper? Nobody wants paper. And they were like, you'll see. Give me that coin. But wait, you can't steal my coin. I can, though. And I am. And then they stole their, their gold. And then so people were like, okay, well, let's go with this paper thing. Let's see how that works out. But each in each time, there's like a physical difference. And then paperwork for a really really long time and then we had checks right which is paper that represented paper <laughs> mm-hmm. and then we had credit cards Traveler which checks. is plastic you so people had to change how they store their plastic where they put it how they use it and then there's mobile banking now like there's physical changes there but there's not that much of a physical change going between a bank's digital currency and a open public digital currency well it has to be baby steps too it can't be too much of a departure if we went from um you know if we skipped a step between step one and step five you know like we can't go from cash to credit cards you know we had to have traveler's checks and checks and fairy tokens and wampum paradox to me is like we need hardware wallets are definitely the answer to spur that physical change. Yet, do we need a hardware wallet when we all have cell phones and smartphones? Just put the wallet in the phone, but then you're running the risk of this isn't going to change things enough for people to adopt cryptocurrency into their way of life. I think people would just steal everybody's phones. Then I'm not good with that. I don't like that. If I see a phone lit on a table at Starbucks and the person doesn't look and you could just swipe it. And now I take, and I have all their money. No, you have the thing that has their money stored in it, but you probably can't get to the private key to send anything anywhere. Yeah, I mean, but we forget that ninety percent of people are going to have terrible passwords and terrible security. Like they're probably gonna they're probably gonna have Coinbase open with the little check mark that says "Don't put a password in for thirty days" because people are tired of entering that password every time they want to open it. That's true. But then the physical behavior change would be like, oh, I'm only keeping my spending change on my on this app, on the Coinbase app, on this app. Ideally, yeah. This is what I would do. If I were king for a day. I need more than a day. I need seven days. If I were king for seven days. Careful now. God needed seven days. Watch out now. Do we rest on the Sunday when you're a king? Watch out now. All Careful right. now. I'm treading on people's beliefs now. We don't do that here. All right. Give me six days. There you go. Is that better? All right, six <laughs> days. Um, if I were government slash banks, give everyone a banking terminal in your home. Take the ATM from the streets. Put it in people's home. We know we have crypto. We know it's secure. It's your node. It's your full node to the financial web. Right. Every time before your house, you got you can scan your phone in front of your banking terminal that's in your house on your wall, and it puts your spending change, your credits, whatever it is, on your phone before you leave the house. Boom, bro. That would be an uptick in home invasion so bad. We would need to purge. I don't think so. <laughs> so many burglaries. What are you gonna do? Like. Smash your face into your banking terminal? I yeah, I would walk into a, a house, punch the lady out, and then take her phone, go to the terminal. You talk her such out. a big game, but you would not do that. <laughs> no one saying. normal people wouldn't do that. <laughs> I see it happening. I don't know. People a lot of people would be nice. Night- that's no different than having a safe in your house. What's the, what you know? If if people knew that there was a safe in your closet. You're, you're saying a mandatory terminal, so now everyone has a valuable safe. I'm not saying closet. mandatory. I'm just saying it's be like a product that banks would have. Okay. 
Okay. You choose to have this. Like everyone chooses to have Alexa in their home. You choose to have a little terminal on the wall. You know, homes are getting smart. By the way, with the way homes are getting so smart, why would you ever want to try to home invasion at this day and age? Like my pops watches his house inside and out whenever he goes on vacation. Why? That's because while your dad's on vacation, he, while your dad's on vacation, he can see me robbing his house wearing a mask. Yeah, but what are you gonna do if the terminal is secured with crypto? It's all encrypted. What are you gonna look at it real hard? I, I don't know. There's a lot of dumb criminals, man. I'm saying you might be you might be in, inviting home invasions. I'm not saying successful ones. Okay. Nevertheless, <laughs> I don't see it as a bad idea. I see well, it you're as king. A, as I'm as not a terrible idea. But it's not bad. It's not bad. It's not good. It's just an idea. And I'm king, so you got to do what I say. If, if I had a if I had a safe and I put it on my porch and I said, "This is the greatest safe that's ever been made." 100%, you're not going to be able to get into it. Stay off my property. There'd still be 100 thieves in the night trying just, to get into it. That is not even remotely clear not even remotely what I'm saying. Not even No, close. I'm saying if, if I take an ATM and put it in my living room, People are still going to try and bust it open. You know what I mean? People will see hardware wallets. They see crypto. They see money. They're going to see dollar signs. They're going to find some way to get access, even though they have no clue how it works. If I I have a little thumb drive and I tell a dude on the street, hey, there's $600,000 on this thumb drive, you don't know how to get into it. I bet he's going to spend all day. He's going to go on Ethereum.org and read all those wall of texts and listen to all those Vitalik videos so he can try to figure out how to get it. Good luck with that. I tell him good Good luck luck. because math says he's going to die about a trillion (laughs) thousand times, trillion times a trillion times before he gets into that. So I'd say good luck with that. Go ahead. Go for it. I just don't want a string of unsuccessful burglaries. So it uh, it's kind of like the grid plus. Oh, yeah, plus. that's what you're trying to avoid in this world of D. You don't want a string of unsuccessful burglaries. And today we had another a home break-in. Nothing was stolen. Just the terminal was badly damaged. Yeah, you would just wake up and let, there's a crowbar inside of your terminal. And he got frustrated and broke a vase and left. And you have a broken window. And you're like, so God you damn, just it's slept through this man taking a crowbar to your terminal? You slept through that? I don't know. I'm just I'm just saying I I don't need a reason for people to think that they can get something in my home. If people wanted to get into your home, I think they'd get in your home regardless of what was in there. But what you're saying is that you don't want a honey pot for them to get in there. Yeah, like I don't I don't have a safe in my house. I don't have a safe in my house. But if everyone had a mandatory safe in their house, then you would know, oh, in that house, there is something valuable. Uh, the reason why random burglaries don't happen as much as they should is because they don't know if oh, there's pearl necklaces in people's bedrooms. They should. So people should just be getting robbed every day? Is that what you're saying? If people knew that there were pearl necklaces in every bedroom, in every household, there would be a lot more robberies. I think there but, are people that operate under that that notion that there are jewelry. There is jewelry in every single house. So that's why they're breaking into houses. I think you don't yeah. give humanity enough credit. But We're talking about random like, random burglaries. Oh, this conversation got so far from crypto. What I'm, what I'm saying is there's opportunity to spur adoption by introducing some sort of physical barrier to having to have to use crypto. Having like like to like Grid Plus, the lattice. To have to. Um I mean, like what, yeah, if I, something. like what if I broke in your house and stole your electricity tokens? No one's going to do that because it's not big enough. So they allowed that to happen. But if, you know, if I come into your house and then there's a little entry table in, in the foyer, naivete foyer, and I can steal your, your little node conference call module and then leave, and now I don't have a way to pay my electricity. That's a huge inconvenience. I imagine that's where people put their lattice. I imagine you don't put your lattice there uh, by the front door. I imagine you put your lattice in an office or oh, in a closet. 
Like, <laughs> but it looks cool because it's cool technology. You don't put cool technology in the closet. You put it on display. Like, what is that? It's a conversation starter. Oh, this is my grid. I just feel like there'd be a new way of life where every home now, instead of having like four bedroom, two bathroom, it would also have a little bullet that would say, how big is the safe room? And the safe room is that's where your terminal is. And yeah, there's a lock on the door, biometric to get in there. So not only do you need biometric to get in the terminal, you need biometric to get into the door. That's too panic room. The, huh? That's a panic room. Whatever you want to call it. It's got to be more marketable than that, marketer. Come on, marketer. <laughs> Throw a better word on there. The panic room. <laughs> <laughs> call it the Scrooge box. Duck McScrooge. I don't know. Yeah. But like you get in there and that's where you deal with your crypto. And you got a little terminal. So oh, that's that's actually a really good idea. Like a little bank room in your house. I yeah, like, like instead of a pow- like you know, powder rooms used to be something that was a bullet item on houses. But now, now I don't see that too much when I look. Now at that's houses. an idea. That's yeah. an idea. And like when you you, have- you would walk in the living room and be like, Dad, what are you doing? He's like, I'm doing my taxes. Well, don't do that shit in the living room table. Go do that shit in your crypto room. Yeah. Go, go do, do it in your, your bank room. Go do it in your crypto room, like a normal person. Jeez. I like that idea a lot, actually. I think that's cool. A little space in your house designated to finances and crypto. See, that's see, my ideas are like Novocaine. I just got to keep saying it over and over, (laughs) over and over, and then finally it seems to. But But if someone broke into your house, they're going, they're beelining to the crypto room. I'm just saying. If what's the point? That's the thing is they have to break into the house when you're there, and most burglars don't want to do that because one, it ups the ante of the punishment they get if something goes wrong. And two, it's like, it's more risk. Why are you going to break into somebody's house when they're there? You break hey, into tell, that, house to, they're not tell there. that to Danny Ocean. He doesn't follow those rules. You talking about Ocean's Ocean's movies, like Ocean's Eleven? Talking about the, those real life adaptations? Yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> but I, it, it'd be neat. It'd be neat. It'd be cool. One, I think that that was that would be in D's world. Every house has a crypto room, and that's where you do handle your sensitive information. Yep. So, anyways, that was that was a good brainstorming session. I like that. Yep. I hope somebody listens to this and makes it real. That's all I ever hope. Yeah, hire me, and I'll come to your company and I'll spitball all day. Yep. He'll go into your town hall meetings and shit on them. Yeah. What did you call that? Cello. Oh, the kicking your sandcastle. Kicking, Marce- kicking your sandcastle. <laughs> kicking your sandcastle with Marcello Miltier. Oh, man. Well, we should probably wrap. Um, yeah. That's all we really wanted to talk about today was kind of decentralization doesn't seem to be something people utter too quickly anymore. And now it seems that we're definitely getting some centralized entity in the ball game. We got to adjust adjust yep. your time frame maybe we're not getting 10 percent gains overnight maybe the 10 percent gains come over three six nine twelve months hashtag not investment advice but just adjust your time frame yep. all right uh facebook sucks in case you didn't notice that cello needed to tell that to you cello do you have a facebook i don't he deleted it everyone he took the leap I've I've been Facebook free for a while. How's it feel? It feels great. I really wish I could do that like more in my life. Like you I know. wish I could just get rid of Twitter and everything, go back to a flip phone, but I can't. You can. That'd People be preposterous. In it. People in the Slack are proud that they did it. Well, then what am I going to do all day? I work from home in front of a computer. Then I would just actually do my work all day. Can't do that. <laughs> Oh, wow. We had a last-minute caller. Who's this? hey We were, uh... How's it going, Reem? We, uh, were just wrapping up. <laughs> you guys have anything to add? Yeah. You guys want to add anything to the show? before We've had some people that have been listening live. I guess that's a thing you can do as well if you don't want to join in the conversation, but... That's going to be a Patreon tier, by the way. You're not going to be able to do that for much longer. We should make it a tier. Every- <laughs> just start nickel and dime in the audience. Everything. Yeah. You send us an email, Patreon tier. 
<laughs> I'm going to call that the taking it for granted tier. Everything you thought you could do for free. <laughs> not anymore. Um, Hey, how's it going, Reem? Are you, you guys, Kareem or Reem, you guys have anything you want to add to today's show? Before? Live helps keep me engaged. Thank you very much. Because <laughs> then I can't fast forward or rewind. And so then I have to listen. That's a good I point. Podcast like regularly, unless it's a murder mystery. So this is helping my brain. Okay. Yeah, I might not have as much input, but it's like, oh, I'm paying attention, which is like not regular. Awesome. And also, Reem is the best. Hi, Reem. So happy she did. Hello. <laughs> hey, how's it going? We were just wrapping up. Uh, we had Cello and I had some exciting conversations about decentralization, price movement. Facebook sucking, and uh, what were we just talking about? A crypto room. Every house comes equipped with a crypto room. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Convert yeah, your closet. Juicy. You should have been I'm there for that one. Um, you know, like houses used to be advertised with powder rooms back in the '80s and '70s. Houses were advertised with uh, nuke nuke bunkers because people were scared Russia was going to nuke us, and now. Maybe in the next 10 years, we see houses with crypto rooms where there's a terminal that's a full node. Maybe you've got a little bit of server. You got some servers up in the attic. Right. Yeah. Sound like the kid in the background is making it so we got to wrap this up. So anyways, thank you guys for calling in. Uh, Thank you for listening to another week of the Bitcoin podcast and the Bitcoin podcast network. Uh, we know you guys are loving Crypto Bully Show because uh, he's getting a lot of downloads these days and loving it. We're loving it, too. We're glad that we can give you guys this content. Um, please uh, go to patreon.com slash the Bitcoin podcast network and you can see all the stuff that we do on Patreon. So go there. Be a patron. Uh, we're going to be changing the tiers, adding, removing tiers as we go. So just stay tuned in to the to the Patreon. We're we're growing that as a platform as well. Uh, what else, Jello? Uh, we got a good book that we saw on Amazon yeah, called "Describe uh, Blockchain and Ethereum in Ten Words or Less." And uh, we got uh, some good shows. Uh, I know you're sitting on an on ramping that always helps the newbies. And uh, we stay we stay steady releasing content. We'll right. Don't stop, won't stop. Can't stop, won't stop. Rockefeller Records. All right. Uh, shout out to Zoe Saldana, Zazi Beats, Carla Lewis, Play.